Ian Race, Ray Haynes, and uh, we've just started a discussion on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If that's something that uh, you'd like to know more about, maybe something that's uh, a little confusing at times to you, sure. then the next uh, five or six minutes will be very beneficial. I think so. The next two breaks, really, we're going to dig into this subject. You know, I've said, you know, this is, uh, you know, four hours ago we were, or three hours ago, we were talking about this as we talk about Pentecost and the County of the Omer and all the things. That it's complicated. It's Well, you know, I think it's complicated because the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the encounter that God told us to have, is something that's so out of our control and it is definitely way out of our comfort zone and um there's been so many opinions given and so much confusion there's been right and wrong and so many errors around it and some just downright um uh abominations around it so it's difficult so but it's also necessary so in Mark 16, we see why they needed, a, the apostles specifically needed a significant encounter. When the women first came to the tomb after the resurrection and encountered an angel, here's what it says, they went out quickly and they fled uh, from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. I bet they were. Then when Mary Magdalene finally gained the courage to tell the apostles, they did not believe. <laughs> when the two disciples who walked with Jesus on the road shared the story, they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Obviously, Jesus doesn't want any of us to repeat the mistakes of the apostles or fulfill the proph prophecy of uh, Isaiah 28. Whom will he teach knowledge? And whom will he make to understand the message? For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. And, and that's the tragedy, I think, from just from my own perspective is it really is refreshing. I just got to tell you. I was very blessed 41 years ago at the second Friday of August 1980 when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was utterly shocked that other languages which I didn't understand or speak were suddenly pouring out of my mouth. A moment before, I'd been standing in a field worshiping in the only language I'd ever spoken. I got a D in Spanish, so good, or French, sorry. So English was pretty much all I could do. So I was utterly shocked that other languages, which I didn't even understand or speak, were suddenly pouring out of my mouth. Yeah, that was a, it was funny. I was a lot of laughter in that one. So um, I'd never heard anyone speak in tongues before or heard anyone teach on it. So to say that it was uh, a shock would be an understatement. The Holy Spirit massively changed my life in much the same way Jesus had the year before when I gave my life to him at that same Jesus festival uh, in that field. Now, I would say that these moments, uh, we have an opportunity to receive something that is way beyond our comprehension. So many people have tried to manifest different things and uh, uh, I don't know, make different claims and a lot of times they're just way off the mark. Uh, John 3, 8 says, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. See, the Hebrew word for wind or breath is ruach. It's also the word for the Holy Spirit. Obviously, we can't dictate the moving of the wind or the Spirit. 
Thankfully, we don't have to catch the wind to be filled with the Spirit. I've known many people who have earnestly sought the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but still haven't received. Some went away bitter, some went away offended, some stopped seeking and plunged into denial, declaring that they'd received the baptism when they were saved and no tongues were required. Uh, but sadly, I also know of teachers who claim to be filled with the Spirit and intentionally deceived other seekers into mumbling repetitious phrases and declared it a move of the Spirit. Seen way too many things that were just <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> Striving in the flesh for a move of God is agonizing. So is screaming at the wind to blow where we want it to blow. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? And we we need to be, if you will, like a windmill, which is designed to be propelled by the wind, no matter which direction it's blowing, in order to generate power. If we want to be filled, then we need to be sensitive to which way he is blowing. And then we will not only be filled, but empowered by the Holy Spirit to do his will. You make your messengers into winds of the Spirit, and all your ministers become flames of fire. That's Psalm 104. Then Jesus said to him, to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. Suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yeah, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's Luke 11. And I would just remind you, I've seen, uh, and I'll, in fact, I'll just break down a couple of testimonies uh, personally that I know of uh, in this realm because uh, there's been times where people got very discouraged because they didn't receive and somebody else did and what does that mean and how does that all uh favor up how do i know what's going on in the kingdom of god sometimes our brains do way too much work so i'm gonna wrap it up with one final detailed look at all of this and we'll wrap up uh, this pentecost teaching